Hello, and welcome to the 11th episode of the Queen Bee Book Club podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Cher. And we'd like to welcome back once again our special guest, Tyler. Hey guys, hey everyone. Just wanted everyone to know, 11, my lucky number. Really? Oh. So it's going to be a good episode. Are you a Stranger Things fan? Oh, because of 11, the character. I am a Stranger Things fan. Yeah, and yeah, he looked yeah. at her blankly, and I was going to say, you and I have talked about Stranger <laughs> Things, so I know you've seen it. Well, when I, when I first, you know, sometimes when you hear the words, you disassociate them from cultural items, she, you know? So I was like, yeah. just the general sense of things that are strange. And I was like, how does that relate to she the goes, number 11? She also goes by Jane a lot in season two. She also goes by Jane, which I hate. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Jane Doe. Jane Doe, exactly. Or, yeah. Um, who is your favorite Stranger Things character? And who's um, your least favorite? Oh, fantastic question. Fantastic question. Um, let me see. I think I really like... Uh, you know what? I mean, is it fine to talk about season two? Yes. Yeah, but, like, I will say um, don't spoil stuff. Like, you can talk about characters, okay. but don't, like, ruin everything. Even character turns a little bit. I mean, not. To, I won't give away plot details. That's fine. Okay, great. I'm so, only on episode, like, five, so I'm just saying. Okay. So not ruin my life. Oh, my okay. God. Um, so Please. my favorite character, I will say, from the second season um, is actually Steve. Really? Okay. I was wondering if you yeah. would be a Steve fan. Okay. Combination of Steve, Lucas. Like, Lucas has been one of my favorites Lucas. from first season. Who is Lucas? Uh, he's one of the boys. The only black child. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, All right. The only one. Okay. Right. Um, Yeah, I like him, too. I did not like him first season, Lucas. He was the worst one. Yeah. No. He was always getting on Mike's case. Yeah. He was jealous. Somebody had to get on Mike's case. Let's be honest. Mike can be a little little fussy. Right. That's fair. I don't know. You know, when you think of them as as Lord of the Rings characters, um, Uh, I I kind of see... I like it that way. Yeah, yeah. I kind of see Mike as just being this movie version. He's a Frodo. He's very much a Frodo. He's got the Frodo hair, too. Less stupid, exactly. Frodo is intolerably dumb. Right, right. Guys, I have to just say, um, just a sidebar, um, when I was in high school, I um, cut off all of my hair Mm. because I had broken up with a boyfriend, and like also it was a Sylvia Plath haircut, so it was like a double entendre. So it was a relationship haircut and then also a Sylvia Plath haircut. Right. Um, And my friends told me that I looked like Frodo. <laughs> so no I will I will <laughs> post a photo on the Instagram of my Frodo haircut. And this is just because of your haircut? You weren't wearing like a large gilded ring? I was <laughs> I was not. It was just the hair. Oh, okay, gotcha. But I was also probably whiny, so it probably was like right. a, t- the whole mm-hmm. package. I was entirely sure if you're just walking around wearing a heavy type of cloth. <laughs> no, like okay. Eating okay. elven bread. <laughs> I wish I could eat all yeah, bread. Right. I'm hungry throughout Don't the day. Okay, wait, but so what were you saying about Stranger Things and LOTR? Oh, just that, I mean, I feel like you can oftentimes, like, map characters from popular franchises because, you know, they, they oftentimes fit into certain mm-hmm. archetypes. Yeah. Um, and Will, to me, is, is somewhat of a Frodo character, although mm-hmm. I love his and Eleven's relationship. Yeah. Because Will? it's so heartwarming. Will, mean, what did I say? I meant Mike. Mike. Will, however, is... A Will, infuriatingly good actor <laughs> for his age. Yes, I did not mean to say Will. I meant to say Mike. Will uh, should be dead about ten <laughs> times over. Yeah, yeah. Will. Like Barb goes, like she's out in like four seconds. Will somehow lingers on. Right. Yeah, but you know what? For our game, 
Yeah. Because if right. he doesn't get at least nominated for a Golden Globe, I'm going to be upset. Yeah, that's a. Um, this kind of puts me onto another quick topic, uh, which is the leftovers. Um, I don't know if either of you have seen that series. I have not. I have not. Well, because I heard oh. bad things about the first <laughs> season, but then great things about the second season. Is it murder? There, I mean, there are murders? sure, there's murder in it. But, like, but what is, show nowadays doesn't have murder? I mean, but like, <laughs> does it, is that the focus or no? No. Uh, so, the, so the setup of the show, basically. So like right. Well, so the, the, the basic setup of the show is that uh, without any apparent reason or cause or... Uh, you know, without anyone knowing the reason as to why this happens, uh, roughly 2% of the population just disappears. They just vanish from the earth. And okay. what's cool is that the show doesn't necessarily, the show isn't trying to answer where they went or why they went. It kind of... Um, it <laughs> <laughs> just for reference, we got a weird thing that said that the disc was too slow, so it interrupted a bit of Tyler's... Yeah, my talking about the leftovers. <laughs> Thanks a lot, technology. Doing like, us this dirty. Isn't, this isn't relevant to the podcast. <laughs> right. And the three of <laughs> them have we'll been stop. talking in these very, like, dulcet tones. <laughs> like, they're, like, late-night radio hosts. <laughs> <laughs> That's the vibe I'm feeling today, We're guys. going to shut it down. Exactly. No, but back to The Leftovers. It is <laughs> the best show I've ever seen in my life. Ever? And I don't know why people criticize the first season, because it is very good as well. I heard the end of the first season is excellent. I will say, for... For the world building that season one has to do, I think it's really effective because the second season and the third season just cash in on all of that. You know, sometimes when you have, I mean, you know, when you have like sitcoms and it takes a few Mm -hmm. episodes to even understand who characters are. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's the first season for the world of The Leftovers. That's fair. Yeah, there's like, there's never been, I don't think, a better, just sort of a better meditation on uh, grief and mm-hmm. like longing and human understanding and our, our just our desire to like connect amidst like huge strife like both personal and global even her ooh that's a good one that's a different uh, you know that's film so okay, okay. I would say for television alright yeah and my god the acting that was why I brought it up because mm-hmm. they got robbed at the they did. you know at the Golden that, Globes I heard a or lot the of Emmys the Emmys the Emmys yeah yeah a lot of people were very critical of the Emmys it's bonkers the Emmys are every year I just don't fundamentally understand what they're up to they're bullshit <laughs> it's like they kind of are just they like look around and they're like I mean what would make the most sense but don't actually watch the shows yeah to figure out the nominations right. Mm. Um, or they call like your dad and ask him like who he should Cause they, it's like, <laughs> yeah. the, like the Big Bang Theory was nominated for best comedy for about five years too many I know. it's like your dad saying he's like yeah I mean I kind of like that Sheldon guy <laughs> pretty funny. Throw, some bone, throw some bones his way and the fact that he that Jim Parsons who plays that character well sure. but it's a, it's a he does it the same way right and the fact that he won multiple Emmys for it and Steve Carell never won an Emmy for playing Michael Scott is criminal. It's a crime worth worthy of Guantanamo. Exactly. Mm. Lock them up. Lock them up. <laughs> um, related to grief, I mm. have been listening to Taylor Swift's new album. Oh, yikes. A lot. Wow. Dissecting that. Trying yeah. to figure out which songs are about Tom Hiddleston. Ooh. Which is a worthy task. Use of my time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, it's finally available on all streaming services. I had to wait because I pay for Spotify, mm. and I was I not tried, allowed to buy the album. 
I have Apple Music. I don't know if you guys have that. Well, I do. Um, and I tried, like, the day that it came out to download it because I was on a road trip, and I was like, Savannah, we should listen to that. And, like, it wasn't – I couldn't get it. Yeah, I think she wanted – I read somewhere or heard somewhere that she wanted to make a certain amount of money on album sales before she allowed it on streaming services, which okay, I suppose makes Taylor. sense, but Harry Styles didn't do that. Yeah. And then somebody was like, are they really on the same level as stars? And I was very offended on behalf of Harry Styles. Yeah, Harry Styles was in Dunkirk. I'll bring that up once more because I did last episode. And he did a lovely job. He did a lovely job. He seems like a lovely person. He's a doll and a half. Yeah. He made me cry in the Apple store when I was reading his Rolling Stone article. Really? I and he talked about the power of young women. Yeah. Okay, that's nice. I mean, I just, <laughs> like, I have always felt like he just looks very dirty. <laughs> what? Like, his hair looks He's so What's your qualification of clean? Like, not matted? This is coming Perhaps. from a woman who has said on this podcast that she once went and cried in a graveyard and yeah. let her makeup fall all over her face. <laughs> and then for photographic purposes. That's not an everyday thing. And I was clean. My tears are not dirt. I think his hair looks cleaner now that it's shorter. I think that's now the that thing. Now that he was in like, Dunkirk. I just don't. Like, here's he the thing. I really like long hair. Like, I basically forced Brendan mm. to have a surfer haircut, which he has now. So if you see him, yeah. it looks it looks really good. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Harry Styles, like, I don't like his hair. I think his style is very snazzy. I, I don't feel it. I, I'm sorry. I think I mean, I've also yeah, said this before. Know. He is younger than me, so I don't know if I'm exactly attracted to him. How like, much Like, I want to date him. He's only like he's like two years younger than me. Then yeah, you yeah. Can no, but like my feeling behind like because he's so adorable, mm. and so my feeling is like I want to be like his best friend's big sister. Okay. Because then it's like because then he could can have kiss a crush and on it wouldn't you. be gross. Sure. But also we could have like a fun like joshing around relationship. Right, and maybe that maybe it's that kind of a relationship that you it sort of like builds a history throughout your life. You know, mm-hmm. like you know each other when you're young. You yeah. sort of develop that yep. personal intimacy that comes with mm-hmm. knowing someone well. Yeah. And then after mm-hmm. a while, once you get to be in your 40s and 50s, when you feel as though you've lived long life, you know, right. you reconnect, mm-hmm. and you yeah. you know you look in each other's eyes and you say, like, how about that time when we were 17, playing around in the carpet bin. <laughs> Don't don't say <laughs> No, I'm He's joking. He's not my Leon. Leon. No. Which like Yikes. you won't remember how we only liked each other in the dark of a garbage bin. It happened again. It happened again. <laughs> <laughs> we we might have fixed it though. I I mean I don't know that we did, but it was a it was a good thought. We'll see if it pays off. I'm hopeful. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Um Anyway, do you guys want to transition to where I tell you what movies I think you'd be yes. best suited for? Oh, yes! Because I have given it a lot of thought. <laughs> okay, all right, let's do um, it. Who wants to go first? Oh, God, I don't know. Me. <laughs> Audrey, perfect. So, Audrey, I see you as being, um, and I was, I was sort of inspired by Kenneth Branagh's Murder on the Orient Express. Oh. Okay, so that, that though. Did you like that, Tyler? I haven't seen it, actually. Okay, well, I have. But uh, I see you sort of inhabiting a film within that genre, mm. but updated. You know, a kind of like, a kind of Agatha, Agatha Christie novel made for the 21st century. Interesting. You know. Explain. So I, um, I, you know, I'm not too familiar with Agatha Christie. Oh, well, I don't know why I'm tr- having trouble saying her name, Agatha Christie. Um, <laughs> but I, I see, I see you as being in this sort of like funhouse mystery 
like I hope clue. they're fun. The kind of like Clue. Um, I do like Clue. Yeah. So, but made for the 20th century. So it like has like elements of, uh, you know, like technology, uh, intrigue, pop culture reference. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. You know, Have like you romantic interest, everything. Perfect. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Search Party on TBS? No, no I, want I want to. You would both like it. I was thinking about it, and I was thinking you would like it. And then I was like, wait, what am I talking about? It's a mystery. Cher would also like Is it. Is that the one with Maybe from Arrested Development? Yes. As well as John yeah, Early? Is that his name? The guy with blonde hair? Yeah. yeah. He, he's in 30 Rock. He plays Jenna's... Like yeah, sun. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's amazing because it's like the first season is really spectacularly well done because it's like the mystery of this girl basically disappears and maybe thinks that she sees her and so she gets obsessed with finding her. But it's also like very, very funny in terms of just like how self-involved these characters are. But it's not like it's not like older people writing millennials like they hate them if that's mm. if you know what i mean it you know it's it also treats them kind of with compassion which i oh, think I is nice it. yeah and the, the way that the first season ends is incredible and so i've been working my way through the second season now and it's quite good interesting okay, that's on my yeah, list yeah. see i would 10 out of 10 would recommend okay. yeah i know i need to get through it what streaming service is that on i'm say? not sure okay. i i know that the whole thing is available like on tbs on demand oh, okay but I don't know. It might be on Hulu. Okay. I think it's on probably Hulu. Yeah, probably. Ugh. I hate Hulu. I, know. I hate Hulu too. Recently, so I was just trying to finish up the Mindy project on Hulu, and it, do you have Hulu? I have. Who does? Okay, okay. There okay. we go. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm not paying for that and Netflix right. Right. over my dead body, especially right. when you have to watch commercials. Which, by the way, when you're watching The Handmaiden's Tale. Commercials are very jarring. Very jarring. Um, <laughs> Haven't seen it, but I would Haven't imagine. seen that. Very good. Yeah. Um, and gotta catch up on my TV. It would start like the first, like, like the cold open of the Mindy Project, and then my whole TV would turn off, and then I'd try again, and the same thing would happen. And I got far enough with Hulu support where they were like, "Please call us," and I was like, "I can't because it's not my account." Mm, maybe you have a technology curse. I'm not sure. So I just did a free trial on my computer to watch the last couple episodes. Yeah. Did you use this this email? No. I think I might have used my Georgetown one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just wondering if I can use this email. I think you can. <laughs> okay. I don't think I used it. <laughs> okay. And now share. Okay. Mm. Let's hear it. Um, oh so God, for I'm so you. I'm nervous. Why are you nervous? This I don't know. Be... So low stakes. What if I hate it? What if I hate your idea? Then I feel like I should be the one that's nervous. Okay. Um, but I so your your film I see in a similar vein as The Devil Wears Prada. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. But maybe maybe um, like a little more fun. Okay. You know. Yeah. Just because the do- the Devil Wears Prada can be kind of melancholy. Like mm-hmm. with her trash friends. With her trash friends, and then Anne Hathaway just walking on a quiet, snowy New York street while after that, she slept with the mentalist. After she slept <laughs> with the mentalist, while that one time I was like, I can't sleep. Is like playing in the background. Oh, I know the scene you're talking. Oh about. Yeah. yeah. Um. So like maybe less of that, but okay. I I could see you like in a similar type of film. Um. Like that's not necessarily like it doesn't necessarily have to be like career oriented, but maybe at this point in your life that makes a little sense. Mm. You know. Yeah, I like it. I like yeah. it too. Good job, Tyler. I love The Devil Wears Prada. I do too. I, I do watched too. it on the red eye flight that I had out of San Francisco. I was trying to decide because the movies were free. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, who am I kidding? Devil Wears Prada. Right. Gotta go comfort yeah. or anything else. 
anything to take so, your mind off those. So would I? Airplane would accidents. I be Anne Hathaway or would I be Meryl Streep? Uh, Anne Hathaway. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Or or Emily Blunt. Oh. oh, the unsung hero of that film. True. Kind of. I would say yes. That movie like, yeah. that Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt also like. Like, the poor girl's, like, eating only cheese. And, like, <laughs> yeah. Anne Hathaway gets to go to Paris. Right. Just because she gets a cold. Right. And, like, a broken nose. Is this I, <laughs> she gets hit by a car. She gets hit by a car. That's it. Oh. That's sad. <laughs> I think all the time of, I'm just one stomach flu away from my goal weight. Oh, it's wow. such a terrible, like, <laughs> every time I'm starting to get sick, I always think, I'm just one stomach flu away from my goal weight. <laughs> That's a great movie. Stanley know. Tucci is like the oh. wardrobe mistress. Stanley Tucci <laughs> and Meryl Streep should be in every movie together until the end of time. Have you guys seen them in Julia and Julia? No. no. Is that a romantic comedy? Probably. It, it's not, but it is directed by Nora Ephron. Okay. Oh, no. Um, but it's about Julia Child, and um, Amy Adams plays Julia Powell, who like did a whole blog about working her way through Julia Child's cookbook. Mm. Uh, the Julia Powell moments are not as good, not because they're bad, but because Julia Powell is awful. Mm. But the Julia Child moments are wonderful. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's probably not And they play Meryl Streep and Stanley Tucci play husband and wife. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. Child. Right. It's delightful. Hmm. I love Stanley Tucci. Who doesn't? What movie would Tyler be in? I feel like Yeah, do you start this for me? Okay, well, that's done. Do we get a week to think about it, too? Oh, fine. <laughs> Clearly a comedy. Thank you. No, maybe not. <laughs> no. Yeah, I want... I need five suicide scenes in I could, film. I could see you in kind of like... I haven't seen a lot of Wes Anderson movies, but I could see you in like a Wes Anderson-y kind of film. Like something that's like very stylized and like... What if Tyler... Like, kind of quirky and fun. What if Tyler got put in the next Marvel movie as the next superhero? Ooh. What? What? I don't know. <laughs> I mean... He could be Spider-Man. Oh, gross. Why? Why? What's wrong with Spider-Man? Why is that gross? He's so, like, he's so socially awkward and weird. No. That yeah. is true. I'm not is any more. of those things. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's, uh, that's interesting. I, you know, Wes Anderson films make me a little bit nervous because they're, you know, they're too hip. I think. Mm, yeah. You don't um, think you're hip? No, no, it's something I don't think I'm hip. I don't know. I so like I really I appreciate I like I, I, I appreciate them for sure. Mm-hmm. Um I just think like at a certain point and maybe this was David Foster Wallace saying this, which in and of itself is slightly ironic because he himself <laughs> practiced this or was this. Mm-hmm. But uh where you do something so long and too much of it where you end up just becoming a character of that very thing or a caricature of that very thing. Sure. You know? And I feel like at this point Wes Anderson is almost a caricature of himself. Fair. That maybe, also might not be fair. I maybe don't know. you could be like a Merry or Pippin in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who just, you know, for most of it, are just engaged in a drunken frivolity, and then all of a sudden one of them goes missing. <laughs> and then I'm just like, like distraught. Like the departed or whatever you were talking about? The departed? <laughs> no. Oh, oh, no. Oh, yeah, the leftovers. <laughs> My. My brain went there, too. Yeah. Oh, The Departed? The Departed. Yeah. I was like, I could not see Tyler in The Departed. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, no- yeah, Jack Nicholson's Jack- second-hand man. <laughs> Just hanging in a Boston bar. <laughs> the one who breaks Leonardo DiCaprio's cast open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After I did, Tyler's I was like, oh, art. my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> 
Um, so we don't or, know. No. <laughs> I also could see you playing like a bit of a hopper character where like you're cranky but also funny. So what you guys are telling me is that I have range. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. I think we'll give be... you a real one next week. Give us some time, but These all we're, felt just, real we're to me. riffing. You okay. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I could also like with with the way that like romantic comedies oh, are going God, now. Audrey. They're more indie. And so I could definitely see you in like like almost in like a big sick kind of movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I Which, didn't by see the way, that. did I probably you finally like take that. Ari to see that? Um she yes, asked. I did. That's, um uh we yeah, we enjoyed movie. it. Um, we enjoyed it thoroughly. I probably would like that yeah. one. It's, it's a great really one. Lovely. Yeah. Recommended. I did just see three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Ooh, is that uh, Which is really incredible. Is that a movie? It is a movie. Outside yeah. Ebbing, Missouri. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. So that's the title. That's the title. That would hardly and fit it on a billboard. It's hits you hard. Okay. You would, be, you would be shocked to find out what these three billboards say, Cher. Isn't it like ripping apart the police for not finding her murdered daughter. Yeah, the first one oh, says... Oh, see, this sounds yeah, right up my alley. Right up your alley. The Why first one says me? raped while dying. <gasps> yeah. Whoa. Right? Pretty intense stuff. Uh, but it is but it is a, a comedy of the darkest order. Is it out yet? And I love it, yeah. Okay, I should that see that. Great. That sounds right up my alley. I also recently saw Logan Lucky. Oh, I can sure, see yeah. like that. Okay. Like a heist movie. Yeah, it's like an Appalachian comedy. heist movie. Is that what it is? Yeah, because it's about they rob that, like, Charlotte Speedway, whatever that is. Yeah, that's where I'm from. I don't know where it is or what it is. It's Yeah, they rob it. Um, yeah. In the big Coca-Cola classic. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, and it's like uh, Channing Tatum and Adam Driver and Daniel Craig. I mean, it makes sense Adam Driver would be in the movie because it's his last name. Am I right? Right. <laughs> Logic um, says that. The last movie I saw was Coco, which was... A beautiful movie, and Coco I recommend lovely. everyone I see it. I hear it's really great. It's you so would, beautiful. Yeah. It's really good. It's about family. It's about family. It's about paternity. Yeah. <laughs> Man. It's really good. Aren't all good movies It's about, about family? pets. Yeah. I did not like, however, in the beginning of, like, right before the movie started. The 45-minute Frozen short? Well, there was that, which was a lot. Yeah. And then, then after that. The three directors of Coco were like, let us take you into this scene. I was like, no, no. I will buy the DVD for that. Before the movie started? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. That is insane. And the, like, um, feature, like, that thing. Oh, this you know? is the garbage shit that Pixar tries to peddle, you know? <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know. If, is Coco Pixar? Y- yeah. Uh, no, it yeah, isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were they sure? always? Yes. Okay. Like, don't, don't force me to watch an animated short that I did not pay to see. <laughs> You know, for just forty-five minutes. For forty, that's insane. Also, though, like it I, wasn't forty-five; it was twenty minutes. It was but twenty too long. long. But if it feels like forty-five, then that should be reason enough. It not was to watch so it. long that I checked my phone to calculate how long it had been, and it had been twenty-five minutes. Ugh. Well, I just wondered if it was like they maybe didn't expect Idina Menzel, Jonathan Groff, and Kristen Bell to say yes, and so when they did, they were like, "Oh fuck, we better write them some songs." Is Jonathan Groff play the grumpy guy? He plays Kristoff. 
Yeah. Jonathan Groff is Mind Hunters as well. Yeah, which, is he an is. which blows show. my mind. I loved that show. <laughs> yeah. It took me a while when like he hit on a woman in the first episode. I was like, what? Yeah, no, <laughs> that's, that's not what I know you as. Does not compete. Well, for anyone who's seen Mind Hunters, the relationship Jonathan Groff tries to fabricate with that woman is entirely false. <laughs> Zero <laughs> chemistry whatsoever. Well, because I hate that girl. Oh, I don't really? Hate that. She's, See. Mm, I just think I she's think a seventies so cool girl. She talks like this all the time. And That's fair. She does have a kind of monotonous voice. <laughs> and you're but welcome, I, Jonathan Groff, for introducing you to sociology, which you'd never I heard of. Say to sex. Oh <laughs> no! I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't know. Like, but um, we don't have to talk about it. I I will say though. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast about Ed Kemper, the real Ed Kemper, not the um, wonderful actor who plays him. Mm-hmm. And apparently in jail, the his cellmate next to him would sing a lot. And Ed Kemper, like, basically bullied him. And he just would dump buckets of water on him when he would sing. How'd he get buckets of water in his <laughs> prison cell? I don't know. But... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, like, like Ed Kemper, if you read quotes from him, like, he's horrible. But he sure. also is, like... Pretty cool guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, he is terrible. But right. also, I'm like, all right. You're like, you're, yeah. like, you got a sense of humor. Sure. Like, <laughs> well, I wonder if they took that um, and like, as in, or, like, as inspiration for The Silence of the Lambs. Because have you ever seen it? Oh, who is that supposed to be? Well, it's supposed to be um, Karen did it on My Favorite Murder, the guy who put put the women in. No, no, that's Buffalo Bill. Um, but so in Silence of the Lambs, which I guess is based on a book, so maybe they didn't use that as inspiration, but whatever. Um, uh, Hannibal basically just like whispers like underneath the cell to the guy next to him. So the guy like oh, eats his can- tongue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the guy um, exposed himself to Clarice, and he thought that that was untoward, yeah. and so he just drove him crazy with words. Wow! Which Silence of the Lambs is a great movie. Oh, it's yeah. so God, it's good. so good. Haunts me. Um, Jodie Foster with her cool Southern accent. Yeah, you're safe. <laughs> <laughs> and then the girl in the pit is like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> Literally, she breaks down the door. This girl's in a pit. And she goes, you're safe now. She's like, I am not yet safe. There's no way. (laughs) Still in a fucking pit. Buffalo Bill is still at large. Right. (laughs) In this house. (laughs) Uh, False promises. That's all Jodie's Jodie Foster's career has been. <laughs> I'm joking. That's, that's a great generalization. Right. Like, well, I'm pretty sure. I, I haven't seen Contact since I was 15, but I'm pretty sure that was a movie just full of false promises. Because what aliens were to be Contact? Zero. Right? Maybe they did. I don't remember. I've never seen Contact. Uh, who has? Me either. <laughs> all right. Um, okay, Manhattan wait. Beach. Manhattan Beach. <laughs> Sorry. Can I... Just since we're talking about Ed Kemper, can I just have one murder corner? <laughs> yeah, murder Which actually corner. It doesn't involve any murders at all, but okay. it's even effing creepier. Okay. Okay. So I was listening to this podcast called Wine and Crime, which is great. All right. You guys should check it out. But um, I was listening it to, to it before bed, and they started talking. I don't usually get creeped out by stuff before bed, like crime stuff. Like, I listen oh, to it I when do. I go to sleep. I like it. But this, like, made me so creeped out, I turned it off and went, and, like, <laughs> and, like basically. So this um, Russian man, basically what he did Oof. was he would rob graves of bodies. 
like of young girls, like like little girls. Yeah, nothing weird so far. So child child <laughs> child bodies. And then he would also rob other graves of clothes to dress those girls in their like different clothes. And he called them his dolls. And he would mummify them oh. and then have tea parties and birthday parties with them. And, like, he ended up having 29 of them in his house <laughs> in <laughs> his two-bedroom apartment. Dear Where God. did he get all of them? Like, did he, he probably Well, but if he had 29... Did no one get suspicious? That You're not going to one cemetery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this no, guy he's right. in here. But here's the crazy part. He literally would get on public transportation, <laughs> go to a graveyard with, like, a suitcase, and come back. <laughs> like, like he basically, on the bus, had child bodies in his bag. And oh, nobody noticed. <laughs> well, what, what makes very little sense to me is the fact that he would seek clothes also from the grave well he basically i think it was sort of like paper dolls but like i don't know why you can't like hit up a tj maxx or something a A goodwill if you want to keep it cheap right if you're gonna throw birthday parties let them dress up in some new undirty clothes (laughs) (laughs) treat your dolls with respect respect. (laughs) anyway it was horrible and i did google pictures of them because i am horrible well at least he wasn't killing them and nor was he violating them. Right. So uh, actually, right. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't fucking them though. Yeah. Well, oh, sorry. That's what I meant. I just right, didn't want to say that. Because I think Tyler was saying like I feel like I mean, they I think were what's violated. happening is a violation. You know. <laughs> um, but. No, I I meant like I do not think he was having sex. There's no evidence that he was having sex with the bodies. However. That does not mean he was not masturbating with the body. Anyway, no, right. I'm also, getting, I, okay, I'm just saying. In the weeds. <laughs> I am now in the corner. <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, I just wanted to share that with you guys. Speaking of masturbation. Oh, fucking God. Dexter Styles and his yeah, creep Manhattan ass Beach. life. Right. Okay. So how much older is Dexter Styles than Anna? Because, like, when Good she's question. a little girl, like, I'm like, is he's he, was he a 16-year-old father? Because, no. but they, don't they say, age. well, I mean, I know he's her dad's age, but, like, how old are they? Are I they think 40? he's younger than her dad. Because uh, there's, like, a line mm. earlier in the one of the chapters where, uh, like, it's one of, in Ed Kerrigan's later chapters, okay. where he yeah. discusses walking into Dexter Styles' office for the first time, and he's like, mm. this person a few years younger than me. Okay. But I think it's only by a few. But also, she's probably born in, what, like, the 30s? Yeah. So they were probably having kids when they were... 19. Yeah. Pretty yeah. young, but so, so he's probably he like twenty 20? years older. Okay, yeah. It would Should be we... like if my dream came true and I married Idris Elba. We're like twenty years apart, which like I would say totally fine because yeah. he looks great. Yeah. Yeah, totally. He hasn't aged. No, he hasn't yeah, aged but... a day. <laughs> Dorian Gray. Just over a little, there. little. <laughs> he's got a little bit of gray in his beard, but that's that's fine. It's stately. Yeah, yeah it's stately. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, it's a good word for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, do we. In this case, no. In this case, no. I mean, do, do we want to just dive right into their sort of like uh, sexual escapades? Or should we. Because, I mean, in terms of the highlights from this section, uh, mm-hmm. we have the death of Lydia. Yeah. Yep. So we can dive right into that tragedy if we want. Yep. Um, we have these this, this odd, yeah, sexual encounter between, you know, Dexter and Anna. Very odd. Uh, you have Anna succeeding in her diving. Anna succeeding mm. in her diving. Very cool. And um, lastly, we have Eddie. a good bit of Eddie. 
<laughs> He's not On dead, everyone. <laughs> if we could, maybe, could we start with Eddie? Because I have a question. Yeah. Just okay. about, <clears throat> about the the device of how Eddie is brought back to us. Right. Okay. Um, so I was kind of mad that his chapter came up. Not like mad, I'm like, oh, he's still alive. But like, I wanted Anna to like, especially because we find out Eddie is alive right after she and Dexter Styles have, have sex. sex. Yeah. And she's like, hey, guess what? I'm Ed Kerrigan's daughter. And do you know where he is? Because I think he's alive. Um, I wanted it to be more like her chasing down leads and finding and finding him or finding out that he's still alive. I didn't want to be told that he was alive. And so I wonder, like, when do we like having more information than the characters in stories? And when mm. do we not like it? Because there are a couple, like, I have, like, examples of, like, Gone Girl and Big Little Lies and, like, Game of Thrones, where this kind of thing crops up. Like, Gone Girl. Or even Beats and Furies. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, Gone Girl, you find out before um, the husband does that the wife is still alive. Mm-hmm. But... In that case, everybody thinks she's dead and you think she's dead. So it's kind of, it's like a cool thing when you find out mm. she's actually still alive. In this case, it was kind of a mystery. And so I was a little disappointed to have that revealed to me. Yeah. I mean, I think m- my ideal scenario is to find out like right before I, it, I'm supposed to find out. So like I feel mm. like, oh, good job me. I figured it out. And then it's like, then I'm confirmed. Okay. Like that's like, I feel like with like the general trashy mystery novel, that's kind of how they try to set you up mm-hmm. where like you can be like looking for context clues and like figuring stuff out on your own. And so like before it's revealed, yeah. you have it in your head, or, like, you have a scenario, and then when that comes true, that's very mm-hmm. satisfying. Big Little Lies was kind of like that. Where yeah, where the both whole me and Brennan series, figured it out together. Well, yeah, well, the whole series, you wonder who died and who killed them. Right. And then yeah. you kind of, you can have your theories, but it doesn't tell you. Until the last episode. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I, I think that it's an interesting question. I think it, it honestly... When you asked it, what I was thinking of is, like, the author's choice of how to go about their, like, omniscience, you know? Because mm-hmm. I think, I mean, we, we get Eddie's perspective because Jennifer Egan is investing in his character. Yeah. So, like, I feel like we uh, it kind of, like, forfeits the mystery that had been set up. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I think, or at least that I hope she does, and the, the, the reason why writers sometimes do this, is to, like, a kind of unveil maybe, like, a deeper truth. Maybe that isn't necessarily even a mystery, but one that arises out of these, like, investments in, in characters. Yeah, and it um, also, I think, sets up that tension of now that we know that he's still alive and Anna is presumably going to be devoting a little bit more energy to looking for him. It gives us that tension of, like, oh, like, just keep going. He's there, you know? Yeah, and, I mean, there's also, like, the finer mysteries of what went wrong, I mean, do, do we, yeah. we, no, we, don't we don't know, necessarily why, no, we know don't, exactly don't know why he yet. left or even mm-hmm. whether or not Dexter is telling the truth about his relationship with Eddie, you know, and I feel right. like. Yeah. Well, OK, so just to return to your question for a second, 
I think the thing that's also very satisfying is when you think you've been told something and you think you have all the facts and mm-hmm. then it turns out it's not what you thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, but so it's like you've been told something, but it's like the angle at which you're looking at it is wrong. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like that with um, Fates and Furies a lot of the time. Oh, like, yeah. where we're like, where it's revealed, like, you think Choli is like a really loyal best friend and he's just out to get Matil. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, really, he was out to get Lotto because mm-hmm. he fucked his sister and like got her pregnant. And ruined her life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As so, one does. Right. So, like, like that, I felt like was very well done. Yes. Because it was, like, we're, like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That, like, that checks out. And then mm-hmm. it's, like, oh, like, that is not what I yeah. thought. Yeah. Well, and that's really, um, Lauren Groff, I feel like, kept her cards pretty close to the vest on that one. Whereas, even in the first section, we were, like, I bet Matil isn't as... Pure as she is. As says. pure as Lotto seems to insist that she is. And lo and behold, she was not. She was not. <laughs> she was uh, a sex worker, in fact. Yes. Arguably. Uh, yeah, I would I would say yes. <laughs> so did you guys like finding out that Eddie was back in the mix? I wanted him dead. I'm sorry. Like I also like like how am I supposed to like him now? Because like he has no excuse. Yeah, well, we don't know that yet. Okay, well, like, you could send a letter, for Christ's sake. I don't know. I mean, I, f- <laughs> I find it hard to believe. Also, like, the, now we found out that like, he has another woman in his life. Yeah, like, I am like about that. I, like, who has, like, two sons that he's, like... Ingrid? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, who the F is that? When An he was, old like, German Ingrid, widow. He was like, Ingrid and the boys came back to me, and I was like, I'm sorry, what about your children? Well, at first I was like, wait, isn't it, is that the mom's name? I'm like, no, her name's Agnes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm still like, going back and forth on whether or not I, because his sections aren't as entertaining to me. Yeah, they're boring. No. You know? I don't care about shit. And so I just, like, I'm really <laughs> curious what the payoff will be. There was you know? also some very, um, I wouldn't even say subtle. There was some racism in his little section. Oh, yeah, when Nigerian he goes tit guy? for tat. Yeah. With the, with the boston. I was like, yeah. is that how you the say boson? that? I have, no, I have idea. no idea. But I think what that Ship section. terms. <laughs> I think what that section does do is I think um, Jennifer Egan is clearly very interested in, like, the periphery of war. Yeah. And not necessarily, like, because we don't get any kind of information or perspectives from anyone who's on the front lines. The closest we get is them right. writing letters to boys that are on the front. And so I think she's just kind of interested in what happens to a nation at war when the war is not in your backyard. Right. Yeah. And, like, how it, um, what's her face? Anna, <laughs> she <laughs> she had that really interesting passage where she was um, right after her mom goes back to Montana and she was looking at everyone kind of eating alone. And she said that war like shakes people loose. And I thought that was really interesting because she was almost remarking on how it made everyone kind of alone. Whereas I feel like we look back at that time in our history as a time where we really came together. Is it kind of yeah. camaraderie? But really yeah. it like shook everything loose so that you could kind of like almost like marble into different ways it did it did Mm. shake women loose i think like i think and minorities yeah like i think moral yeah yeah, i love moral moral. like just for a second like favorite least favorite like moral might be one of my favorites like he's like a a, i just hope he isn't bad (laughs) he's so good i want moral to be played by sterling k brown absolutely (laughs) yes in the adaptation yes oh my god or if they're going for younger michael b jordan Oh my God! Yes, 
Chadwick Boseman, maybe. Uh. Yeah, we should say that this <laughs> this novel does have a kind of like cinematic feel to it. Like it yeah. feels like one of those novels that is easily appropriated into film. Yeah. You know? I don't know if that's like, I feel like some writers write that way. I don't necessarily know if that was Jennifer. Yeah, Eason and it's historical but. fiction, I feel like, without being really gimmicky. Yeah. Like it yeah. just feels very lived in. Sure, and yeah. Earned. Like it could have been written when it happened, mm. maybe. Yeah, I mean, some of the dialogue with like the toots and the sweets, like, did people really talk like that? Who knows? I don't, I don't like, know. That seems like maybe just in the movies, but <laughs> I don't know. And that's just the one thing that, like, every time it happens, I'm like, oh, God. Which, I don't know. Do you guys, I mean, do you, do we have anything more to say about Eddie? Because this sort of brings me to another thought <laughs> I had. Um, not really. No. <laughs> I mean, Eddie's Eddie. Um, well, the only thing I was going to say about Eddie was, but we could talk about that even when we talk about Dexter, is I feel like they're, she's, Jennifer Egan's doing something with, like, Generations with, like, Eddie and Anna and Dexter and Tabby. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But we could talk about that later. Yeah, I mean, we can also talk all. about the fact that Eddie nearly tried to smother Lydia at one point. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, and then basically was like, hey, sorry, you have to be a definite stay-at-home mom now because I can't right. be left alone with her. Exactly. <laughs> I'm feeling a little murdery. Right, like, so now I'm going to go work me? for a gangster. So sorry, give up your dance career. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hang up your shoes. <laughs> Momhood only right. for you. Yeah. Ugh, yikes. Um, but yeah, do you guys want to... I mean, I, I kind of forget the transition now. But, um, it brought you to something. It brought it brought me to what uh, uh, Anna and Dexter's s- uh, sexual <laughs> experience. Together. Can I just say, I never, ever like reading the word mashing mm. during a sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> Mashed or yeah, yeah. mash and dash. <laughs> Yikes! No, um, so what so, an awful image. It's, it's incredibly awful. But so what made me, so the, the segue, I think, that brought me to this, right? Um, I think you were discussing kind of like, um, sort of like cliches and uh, sort of like... Or tropes. Or tropes, you know, like filmic tropes. And one one film trope uh, that really gets me um, is the experience of sex on film, usually. And I feel like this book kind of like depicts it in a similar way. Uh, and it's like incredibly unrealistic, like yeah. you know, as usually like sex and film, it starts by like immediately jumping in, you know, and it's like <laughs> no foreplay, no foreplay. It's like right in there, and you are already in, and it is happening, and it takes three seconds, and they're still nearly fully clothed, but somehow no covered condom. in layers of Ever. sweat. No, <laughs> and they're already cu- like glistening in a kind of like sweat that seems unreal. It's like, did you just get out of a bath? You know, um, the girl doesn't get up to pee after, so she's got a UTI yeah, now. The UTI is just like laying there and and, and like cuddling in their supposed love. You know, yeah. even though they just sort of like mashed for three seconds, <laughs> um, and then somehow they get up and do it three times within the span of like ten minutes. <laughs> and I just want to say, Dexter and Anna, they're playing to this game, too, and I hate it. Also, like, Dexter is, like, a 50-year-old man. A 50-year-old man who does not have the sexual prowess of a young lion. <laughs> Forgive me, but that's unrealistic, Jennifer Egan. Viagra didn't exist yet. Yeah. Oh, Annoyed the hell out of me. I hope my mom is not listening to this episode. <laughs> I just, 
I was suspicious of him when he was like, I'm taking you home. I did not like that at all. And also, she was having a lovely time with Mr. Boss. I didn't love it either. I didn't love her being with Charlie. Well, I I think here it comes. He's gonna he's gonna try to rape her or something. Charlie? That's usually where that goes. Well, I I feel I think that what Anna thinks though is that Charlie's gay. Well, well, I only got that from um, from Anna's perspective. From Dexter. Because he was like, he's, what did he say? He was like, he's probably a fairy or like something Oh, yeah, horrible. yeah, yeah. Mm. Or he, or fruit. He said he was yeah, a fruit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Pomegranate, orange, well, I don't know. But I think, like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe it's not true at all. But, like, I think that there is evidence of, like, other times in the books where, like, Eddie also, like, sees a guy. He's like, he's obviously gay. Mm. The, um... The guy who he who feeds milk the to? Sparks on the ship who the feeds milk to. <laughs> 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 Open up. Oh, no. Uh, no, it's Sparks on the aboard the ship who uh, sends and receives messages, right? Yes, yeah. that guy. Anyway, like, I don't know if it's, like, if we're to be taking this at face value that, like, we can spot gays on the street and, like... Yeah, I was like, Eddie, that's <laughs> you probably do not have a good gaydar because it is the 40s. <laughs> and all you and all of you men are just misogynist <laughs> homophobes. Anyway. Anyway. But so... Um, but if we if we take that as okay, maybe Charlie's gay. It's like, well, so like the fact that he was married and now is not married, but like, mm-hmm. basically, like she's like, is there somebody at home waiting for you? He's like, definitely no woman. I thought that was more like scooching closer in the cab, like, oh no no no, I promise you, there's nobody at home. For me. I promise, baby, I haven't birthed any kids. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't I, have anybody. But I hmm. also do think that hey, Anna. Like has good instincts, and she was comfortable hanging out with him. Yeah. See, Anna's got Anna's that, throwing me off in though. that section. But yeah, then, I was yeah. confused. Then she where I was like, Dexter. I feel like I she doesn't have good instincts because she also was like, it never occurred to her that people might think that Mr. Voss liked her. Which I guess that's more just maybe well, that's, being innocent. Yeah, that's just. But I thought naivete. it was. I thought, I thought it was naivete that he was like, yeah, I'm gonna take it for a dinner out on the town. And then he, she was like, oh, okay, I'm going to go home and get dressed, but I want to look really beautiful. And then he was like, well, i got to take you to Manhattan now. Let's go to the nightclub. I don't want this night to be over. And I was like, But oh. she also didn't want the night to be over. Yeah. Like, they were yeah, having a nice time. She, like, she I would have just said, no, Dexter Styles. Yeah, that's, that's the I'll thing. I'll go home when I want to. That's the thing. Which she did. You know, and this is, this is sort of what confused me about that whole section, is that it felt, like, largely out of character not only for Anna but also like for just like the entire situation felt slightly contrived it's like and I couldn't necessarily figure out like why this was in there is it like is Anna like like fucking the disappearance of her father you know it's like I just don't like because Dexter is almost like he kind of like represents that for her yeah and it's kind of I yeah I was deeply disturbed by that but I also just think both times that we've had any any talk of Anna's sexuality, it's come out of nowhere. Yeah. It was 100%. like all of a sudden she was like, I fucked Leon all the time when I was 16. <laughs> 14. She was 14. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the other thing, okay, and the other thing that really upset me about this whole, uh, this, this sex night they had in the weird barn in the naval yard, uh, but she yeah, always seems to find the craziest places to have sex. 
I wrote, Anna needs to stop having sex in sheds and dungeons. In session dungeons. <laughs> nearby furnaces. It's like, what are you doing, Anna? And also, okay, are you, you are going to have, you're going to essentially have the best sex of your life when your previous sexual experience is groping in a carpet bin with Leon? I'm sorry. <laughs> Who was like a sixteen-year-old <laughs> boy? Was a sixteen-year-old boy who was probably like, I don't, uh, I don't. Know. It was dark, so he, it was dark. Yes, who I'm certain didn't did even not do it. Had never him. heard of the clitoris. This I'm was certain. the first naked man she saw. Yeah, who's you basically know? a, a dad. Who's basically a dad, and I was like, and this, and this scene was this represented as a kind of like hot sixty shades of gray. I did laugh that he was a bit of a quick draw the first time. Oh, for sure. But yeah, uh, okay, come on, Dexter, read, coming back for I had to read it twice. 17 no times. Yeah. I had to read it twice to figure I out if they had actually twice. done it once when he was a quick draw. Also, though, like, is she going to get, like, oh, get pregnant now? Because I don't want that storyline at all. I don't I, want yeah. it at all. Um, that's the other, I, I sometimes am bothered by uh, the kind of, like, the the literary description of sex. Yeah, I never like I, I rarely come across uh descriptions that seem like uh I don't I don't even necessarily know the word, but they just like feel uncoy. I don't know. They're just like like yeah. anytime I read it, it just seems so like um, I hate it. like they're trying to use these like elusive descriptive and like flowery terms mm-hmm. when really it just kind of feels like a sideways glance at something that should have more I don't know. Like me I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bummer. For me, the novels could do what, like, sitcoms or what, like, broadcast TV has to do and just, like, the rollover, <laughs> like, ah, like, we, we had a good time, right? And right. we don't have to see it. Or I will say, <laughs> have you guys ever uh, read anything by James Salter? Nope. No. Okay, so he has a novel, Sport in a Pastime, that is uh, really beautiful. And it is, like... Uh, like it is a kind of a kind of erotic novel, but one that is like not in the sense of like okay, all right, <laughs> okay, guys. Tyler. <laughs> when I okay, I you gotta hear my preface. Okay? All right, all right, all right. Um, it's an erotic novel in the sense of uh, like great twentieth century literature, and right. that and that much of the novel just describes like Mrs. Chatterley's Lover, whatever that movie, is. Lady Chatterley. Lady Chatterley's no, even that. I don't know. Um, no, it's like this <laughs> like this man, this kind of like narrator <laughs> imagining. This uh, this sort of like sexual escapades of a man and a sort of um, like cool mysterious French girl, and it's of it just, course, of course, <laughs> no, I know, it doesn't sound <laughs> realistic, Tyler, at all. It kind of, but I'm just saying the way it's described in that <laughs> book is really beautiful, and the ending is also tremendously beautiful. So I recommend it. Anybody who's looking for something like that, I don't know, maybe if anybody's an E.L. James fan out there and wants actually good or, things. You know, a True Blood fan, or a True Blood fan, we <laughs> can get away from this. But books. it just—I just say that's—it just that was the only thing from that section that kind of bothered me. It bothered me a lot yeah. for more than one reason. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think I guess I also think with Anna too, like we never hear her like actually like expressing attraction about any of these people or like wanting this at all. Yeah, yeah. And then like. And then he's like, I want to fuck her. Well, this is also like, <laughs> this part is entirely from Dexter's point of view. That's and so we really was, have yeah, no yeah. idea what Anna's thinking at all. Yeah, I want to know what was in her little head. I thought that was, was such an odd that. transition. Yeah, because it like switched chapters like in the middle of that narrative. Right. Like to go yeah. to his perspective. And I was like, why? Well, and 
his attraction to her is very tropey in that he was like, she's smart. You know, she's not one of those silly she's young, ladies. young right. and hardworking. Yeah. yeah. You know, she's, she's not she, like other girls. She's not she, attractive in the traditional sense. <laughs> but she, in like a Woody Allen character. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ugh, yeah. Yuck. Um, yeah, so I don't know. This is, yeah, I just thought it was like an interesting and like, I don't know so, if it's an insight into like Egan's writing or if it's, you yeah. know. Well, because he says, do you want this? And I'm pretty sure like, He's already unbuckled. She's, yeah. What, what, yeah, when she's like, wait He's a minute. Like, maybe ask me before you take me into a shit. Maybe ask me before you make me get in your car and, like, threaten me to get in your car. Right. Yeah. He does kiss her in the car. Which I was like, oh, no. Yeah. That, that also came out of nowhere, too, for me, because I was, like, thinking that he was kind of, like, a fatherly. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. just gross. Um, do you guys want to say anything about Lydia's death? Or were you I saw that coming. Go in a different direction. I the, the one char- the one character that died that I didn't predict last week. Mm. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was almost oddly kind of brushed to the side. Because mm. first we get um, Dexter Styles takes them to the beach, and he's kind of weird with Lydia, where he's like, oh, "She doesn't smell as bad as I thought. She's extraordinary." <laughs> 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 And so I was, I was which is pretty much Avery's one right. reaction to Lydia. Of like, yeah, she's so beautiful, but Her she's so damaged. Eyes yeah, it's weird. and like gnarled body. I was like, yeah. come on. Um, but we also find out that Lydia sometimes can repeat what other people say to her, which I was like, Anna, taking a risk telling her about your sexcapades with Leon then. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and also, when is Leon coming back? What happened to him? Oh, he's, he's probably dead, dead in the war. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Much the same way as Grady. Oh, yeah, he's not coming Grady's back. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> that cousin, uh, cousin love is over. Yeah. Who I do love um, is uh, Bascom. Bascom. Yes! Uh, he's him. my favorite character. He was like, get your fucking foot up that step. That You will not <laughs> fail today. <laughs> that, I teared up with that part in the book. And I was like, I really... It was very Do touched. you know the part we're talking about? This is... I thought that was Lieutenant Axel. No. No. Which one is this? Okay. So, I'm, so basically, like, for those who you have not read the book, basically, Anna has been granted the chance to basically go through diver training. They do not want her to succeed. They do not want a woman in in this at all. They basically give her the green light with the idea that because she was able to put on the suit and untie the tie or untie the knot that she will shame the men into into doing well. Performing better, yeah. Because that's the 1940s way. Yeah. Um, But like it turns out like she's doing great and um like, she goes, like, I guess they basically, like, have her, like, dive down in the water, like, build a, a crate, and then yeah. come back up. I don't know. Anyway, so she, like, stays down there too long or something, and, like, something co- goes kind of wrong, and she's, like, really tired. Like, she comes mm-hmm. up too quickly. She misses the line that yeah. she needs to, you know, pull back. But she um, was the only you know, one who was able to build on. the crate. Yeah. yeah. But so they have... Or in Marl. Yeah. Yeah, so they have... <laughs> these two guys helping her and they basically have set her up to fail basically like I didn't really get like how this was setting her up to fail but like by putting her with like the other minority in the group like oh I think she that was her own thing like she she didn't want to be ever with Marl because she didn't want it to be like their little outsiders club okay but I think Bascom was kind of like 
this is where they expect you to fail because you don't weigh very much. So getting up the stairs is going to be next to impossible. Oh, yeah. No, okay. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. yeah. So you've done everything else, but, like, this is where they really expect that you're going to be screwed. Right. Um, I'll read. I, this is the one marking I did in my whole book. <laughs> I, I did a dog here in it. Um, he So Bascom, who's oh. basically this, like, like, big, burly, like, like, he traveled all the way out there to do diving because New York City's the best because he couldn't get into the Navy. Like, yeah. he's just, a like, a gym hopper right. yeah. of Stranger Things, if you will. But, like, more hardworking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you want Marlon me to pull you up, Bascom said? Fine, we'll pull you up. And those mugs will say, good riddance, send her back to mama. Fuck that. <laughs> he jabbed his gaze through the faceplate into her eyes. His own were very blue, hard as quartz. Anna felt as if she'd never really seen them before. Find the strength, Kerrigan, he told her. Find the strength. Which, I'm sorry, Anna, why are you fucking around with Dexter, Dexter Styles? Styles when you have that kind of <laughs> magnetic energy? Exactly. Yeah. But he has, a, he has a girlfriend, you? though. So. Whatever. She I'm sorry. put her green dress on that makes her look different. <laughs> Dexter Styles has a family. <laughs> You're right. And is a crime That's boss. A great point. But I just say, I mean, Bascom would never cheat on his girlfriend because he's obviously That's a heart of goddamn gold. True. Yeah. Um, but she could be with Marl. Marl is Marl's available. Oh, oh, I thought maybe he was married. Is no, he? he's not. No, I think no, he's single. Not. I think he's young. But uh, can we just also talk about the choice that Anna makes? After they sleep together, her and Dexter, that's when she decides to say, to tell hey. him. <laughs> yeah. Hey. So reasonably, I think Dexter's like, what was this about then? Well, I think we had that experience as readers, too, because they, <laughs> like, they were opening the door. It was Don was approaching. They were about to leave and yeah. they were, um, you know, about to get into it again. Yeah. When all of a sudden she says, I'm Eddie Kerrigan's daughter. He was you like, know. I, I've, we've met before. We've met before. I, I was, so a, little, I was a little girl at your right. house playing at the beach. Do you remember? Do you remember like, when I was nope. a little girl? <laughs> so she's standing there. And <laughs> and just he's had like, sex this three is times. not what we yeah. should talk about right now. Right. Yeah. So I, that, oh, yeah. that threw me through a loop. I was yeah. like, why? I thought that he was going to kill her. Yeah. I guess. So the only way that this is set up at all is that Anna is really lonely. True. Like, that's the only, that was the only justification I could find of, like, she doesn't want to go back to her apartment by herself. In which case, maybe instead of going out with Mr. Voss, she should have come outside as soon as Marl was invited along to the drinking, which, again, Bascom, heart of gold, invites Marl. Bascom would probably have invited he her. He would have invited her, but she hid in the in her little closet. Her locker room. Also, like... Hey, Anna, there's a little thing called female friendship. Check it out. Yeah. It's um, great. Maybe you should have stayed with Nell. Yeah, who seems to be doing great. <laughs> She's wilding. <laughs> She's wilding out. She, she was has... like, yeah, I got a key to the park and a lover on the side. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I do not have a job. I am just a stay-at-home mistress. <laughs> I just blackmail Hammond until I <laughs> Hammond is like, she and Hammond are like Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton. She's like, I hate him. I hate him with my whole heart, but I'll never leave. <laughs> I'll never leave. I'm going to go dance and grind on Marco. <laughs> I was like, oh. I, I almost made a note of that part just to be like, Nell is not dead. <laughs> yeah. No, she's kicking it. Even she, though Anna believed that she also was. You know? <laughs> she's like, well, I haven't. She's, she's like, like what do you do Nell? for work? And she's like, work? I just sit around. <laughs> yeah. 
And she like can't do much either because she like like what does she doesn't do? doesn't like the smell of the navy yard on her. Oh my god. She was like, I showered twice, and he said he could still smell it, and I was like, what? Ugh. All right. All right. Hammond. Somebody just doesn't like a lady in the workplace. Which maybe he shouldn't be quite so picky if he's going to be having a mistress. Yeah. Little proto Don Draper. Mm. While also having a mansion and a family. Yeah. In his real life. It's like, what do you. Ugh, Sometimes you he's Hammond? too tired after work to see uh, what's her face, though. Nell. No. no. Oh my God. He just goes right on home. Yeah, and so many of these that's men, when Marco yeah. comes over. That's when Marco comes over. <laughs> Love her. <laughs> See, again, like, what an interesting book that would be. I don't know, though. <laughs> Just her, like, wilding around Gramercy Park. But we don't get the whole workplace part, which, frankly, is my favorite part. I is do the like diving she's part. diving. That's fun. Yeah, but not Eddie's workplace part. <laughs> so maybe it could be about... Yeah. It could be about Nell and Anna. Be like two ladies during the time of war. We're gonna write Jennifer Egan an email. <laughs> We're gonna ask her to delete all of the Eddie chapters. You know, kind of I kick think Dexter I've to the side. To rewrite everything <laughs> yeah. that we've, we've talked about so far. I know we were trying to rewrite Dorian Gray too. We're like, all right, I read Oscar Wilde. <laughs> I've got a better idea. Yeah. And basically, I just attempt to rewrite it so that the character I like more is more prominently featured. Which, mm. frankly, great. Yeah, and is a compliment to their characterization. Yeah. We so. just wanted more. Yeah, and less of Eddie. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. I, I do hope uh, Eddie finds some importance, you know. <laughs> Because just, just like, I mean, so far his character has been defined by absence and... Uh, I liked it better that way. And despondence. Mm-hmm. You know, he yeah. he says it's peace as he's sort of on his ship through the five years he's gone. Or mm-hmm. he just seeks some sort of solace. But let's be honest, he's just looking out at the waves. <laughs> like I'm, like the dumb yeah. bitch he is. <laughs> well, I wrote... Um, the Nigerian man, I said, the man Eddie is surprised to learn is better educated and spoken than him. No kidding, Eddie. You're a criminal from Manhattan who abandoned his family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you freaking racist. You're a dock <laughs> hand. <laughs> You'll never be anything. <laughs> I know. And they're like, that whole that whole scene is just like them trying to go tit for tat. You know, like Eddie trying to hold up to it. He's like, well, and then doing this and this. And it's like, Eddie, you're a dumbass person. <laughs> Also, Eddie just like doesn't know a whole much whole whole bunch about like the um, navy like I don't know rankings. Like he's like I don't really I'm not 100 percent sure about the responsibilities. Uh, and I love that Eddie is so dumb that the best burn you need against him is just to call him third, which <laughs> is you know? just the first half of his title as an officer. Third. Oh, I love it. Ugh. I might just start calling other people that now. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm first. Somebody else is bound to be second. Yours is third. You're third. Good luck, bronze. <laughs> um. So, do we want to talk about Lydia's death, or? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. So, I guess the question too is like, do we think that Anna taking her out and about caused her death? No. Okay. I think Lydia I don't had think to either. die so that her mom would go away, so that. Anna could live a life of weirdness by herself for the rest of the novel. I mean, mm. I think that's true. But I also, um, 
Do you remember the part in Grey's Anatomy right before Mark Sloan dies where he, like, has the, like, thing where he comes, like, way more to life right before he dies? No. No. Did you watch that part when he dies? Or where are you at? Yeah, but I thought he, like, goes to the hospital right after. It's he does. It's kind of like the idea of, like, the last good day when you That's, cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, like, basically they say that where it's, like, you all of a sudden, like, feel great, and it's, like, wonderful. Well, the doctor told them before she took them to the beach that basically, like, she is declining, and we're at the end of her life. So that's what I sort of think the whole thing was, was, like, yeah, I think seeing the sea was great, whatever. It's, like, mm-hmm. cold and stimulating. But um, I think that was sort of, like, her, like, last spark mm-hmm. before she yeah. flew out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah. I mean, I think going, taking Lydia to the beach caused her life, you know. That's what Dex, or no, who said that? The Dex, the doctor? That? The doctor said that. Yeah. No, the doctor said, won't be seeing me ever again. Right. <laughs> Bye, ladies. Um, no yeah, more no. empty compliments from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I don't know. I think, yeah, I Maybe I, I think I just have to agree with Audrey. I think Lydia's death is a foil for every char- every other character. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, everything everything in a novel is a foil for something else. But uh, but yeah, it's hard to make much else out of her death. Well, especially because it's just the the rest of the novel so far is not about Anna's grief. No, we haven't she, seen much she grief is, at all. She is carrying on. Well, I think what actually I mean to sort of. Like talk a little bit about the Lydia narrative. It almost makes the relationship between Dexter and Anna that much stranger yeah. because Dexter was involved in a family moment. Yeah. A moment that Eddie himself was never fully involved in. You yeah, know, I mean they right. were, you know, all we really understand of Eddie and Lydia's relationship is that they he would, you he know, tried to approach her. her. He tried to murder <laughs> her, one with the pillow, and then he would just approach her as she's sort of like looking out the window yeah. and then just like leave after I was like a few seconds of silence, goodbye. <laughs> or, um, or he would like kiss her to like please the mom. Yeah, exactly. And so Dexter yeah. effectively did something more fatherly than Eddie, or at least from our understanding, ever did. This is right. me. And so I just think that's what I'm saying. And it just like it sort of like makes the the Dexter Anna situation like a bit more like fucked up and convoluted. Yeah, it's very Freudian. Very. But but that's the thing, though, too, is that doesn't Anna start having sex with that 16 year old right after Eddie leaves? Like, isn't that after he's gone? No, I thought. No, I think Eddie's still around because I remember her fearing that he would catch her. But is he like, fearing my that my dad would kill me if he? But did. isn't that if he was around? Mm, I didn't think so, but I could be wrong. Mm. I'm not sure. I can't because that was yeah. kind of what grounded me back. Unless I missed it, she said when she she started when she was 14, um, when she started talking about Eddie's involvement and her guilt. Right. Um, I was like, wait, when is this occurring? Yeah, the timelines <laughs> in this book are a little bit tough mm-hmm. to discern. I thought it was after he was already gone because, like, even though he was gone for a long time, there, like, wasn't a period that, that, like, she – until she accepted it, sort of. Like, there was, like, a long period of time where she was, like, still waiting for him. Hmm. I don't know. But the the timeline thing is interesting, though, because it makes it really blurry between the Great Depression and World War II. Yeah. So it's almost this idea that it's not as – Especially when it's like a lived through experience mm. as opposed yeah. to when we look back at history, it really feels a lot more linear and like slow right. change as opposed to like, 
yeah, the depression was over. And then everybody, like, there was a lot of prosperity. Like, these people, like, kind of on the periphery of war are not really experiencing that. Like, their lives are, like, wholly not that different. Right. From, like, Depression era, except for, you know, there are more ships making noise. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the kind of, like, failure of history, right? Yeah. There is no sense of dailiness. Hmm. Yeah. It's deep. Somebody put that in a quote. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess there's quotation marks. Because I, you know. I don't somebody know. put that on a coaster. <laughs> somebody, yeah, there we go. Put that on a coaster. <laughs> All right. What other notes do I have? <laughs> what else happened in this part? Um, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys want to talk about Anna's underwater experience. Uh, those are essentially the major highlights. I mean, we get some background into sort of Dexter's life. In character. What about Which the whole, like, weird Mr. Yeah. Q stuff? He's kind of a badass. Yeah, that's what... Just canning vegetables. Just canning vegetables. Killing people yeah. on his own orders. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fun. I think it's also, like, it's interesting to me that Dexter, like, because of Anna, decides, like, he'd really like to help the war effort. Like, that seems a little bit well, disingenuous. I it's because of Anna. I think there it's this idea, too, of, like, he's been shaken loose as well. And so mm. there seems to be a path forward now where he doesn't have to turn to illegal activity in order to be legitimate. Well, I think Anna asked him a question, though, where she's like, don't you, like, wish you were doing, like, something oh, that mattered, yeah. kind of, or whatever? Yeah. And then he's like... Like, helping the war effort. Yeah. And then he was <clears> like, <throat> oh, yes, I do. Like, that's, like, what's been missing my whole life, whatever. Yeah. And then now, all of a sudden, that's, like, his main thing. Which, like, I, I just, like, I don't know. That whole thing came a little out of nowhere to me yeah. as well. Well, that, too, is where I started kind of thinking about Dexter and Eddie kind of as a pairing. Mm. where Because they both kind of turn to illegality and crime as out of desperation. Yeah. Because they don't really see another way in which they can be successful and make money. Like, neither of them, you know, like, Dexter talks to some extent about, like, you know, rum running being like a little bit exhilarating. Yeah. But it's not glamorized. The idea of being kind of a mobster or whatever is not really like, he's not like, it's the best life there is, don't you know? No. Only way I'll <laughs> ever be. Um, I think there's an idea of like just making ends meet and now actually wanting to feel extraordinary and like earning why he's in the paper and. Well, and I think he's looking at Anna, too, as somebody who basically, like, like, like she's, like, kind of, like, good, clean work. Like, you know, like, yeah. you go to work and you come home and you're exhausted and you take a shower and you go to sleep peacefully. Yeah. And, like, he kind of has never had that. Yeah. Life. Yeah. It's not that great, guys. What? <laughs> the good, qu- clean work <laughs> the life. The good, clean work <laughs> life. Um, yeah, no, I, there's something, I think there's something really curious about Dexter Styles' character. Like, I, I'm having a, tr- a tough time just, like, figuring out how I feel about him, you know? Like, I, I can't, I can't I decide. I like him better than Eddie. Yeah, I think yeah. I like him better than Eddie, but I, I can't decide if, like, the... It's a low bar. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't decide if the book is trying to position him as a kind of, like, uh, like, a, like a morally corrupt character on his mm-hmm. face, but a kind of, like, more of a soulful person inside. Mm-hmm. Or, but it, like, there just seems to be too much gray surrounding yeah. him, and it's kind of like hard to parse out yeah. who he actually is. 
And yeah. maybe, you know, if that's if that's Jennifer Egan's intention through the book, then good on her because yeah, I cannot successful. figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. I wonder how Tabs would feel to know that that girl she played with at the beach one time. Oh, my God. Sleeping with her dad. Yeah, Tabby, use that Ouija board for good. <laughs> you know, find find a ghost that was haunting that Navy Yard. You know, maybe that ghost saw something, you know, the one saw that left all the beer cans, in there. the one that left all the beer cans. <laughs> maybe this ghost saw their weird young and old legs conjoined by the furnace. <laughs> oh, and that ghost can give you the deeds because, Tabby, you have to do something in this book or else I'm going to give up on you. <laughs> Besides sleep with your cousin, which Besides has not even, which has not even be con- been confirmed yet. Hasn't been confirmed, but I mean, but nor has it been denied. Hopefully you haven't because he's probably going to die. <laughs> This is a PSA, Tabby. <laughs> Get your life straight, okay? Tyler's book crush, Tabby. <laughs> yeah. It'd be more of a crush if you would actually use the goddamn Ouija board, Tabby, <laughs> instead of just talking about it once. God. So our rewrites for the book would be Eddie's out. Tabby. Nell, Nell's way in. And Tabby <laughs> would just be Ouija boarding it up. Yeah. See, my ideal scenario would have been Eddie Kerrigan is dead, okay. and Tabby is communicating with him Ooh, via Ouija. Perfect. Mm, yeah, I love it. Well, and instead of Dexter Styles, they would be having Ouija sex. Who would? Be? What? No, so <laughs> no, so <laughs> Tabby. Where I was going. <laughs> Tabby and Eddie, you know, would be would be all up in their paranormal business. You know, having meanwhile, sex? yeah, meanwhile, Dexter and Anna, you know, they can still do their thing. That and is, then, so instead of, I would prefer instead of Dexter and having to have so read the like, word mashed during yeah. a sex scene, um, it could be Tabby using her Ouija board and also discovering mysteries about her own father. Mm. Mm. But so, Tyler, basically, what you want is instead of wife swap, daughter swap. Is that what you're asking for? And one for? is paranormal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Just, Just imagine that. Pretty I, good. I don't like to. Yeah, well. It sounds like another one of your porn books. Ouija boards. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Anyone out there, go read James Salter. It's a literary marvel. slow going. You'd have to wait. <laughs> like, sex sells. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd probably go with, like, the shortest. Like, there would be Oof. no, like... They would have to use the C word then. Oh, yikes. <laughs> I know. What's, uh, uh, What's cat? the C word? Cat, car? car? Key. Uh, C next Tuesday? Mm. You don't know the C word? I won't say it. What's the we will letter? not say that on air. C U N T. Oh, God, <laughs> really? If you're, right. if, you're, word, if you're trying to sext using a Ouija board, like you're just you going to have that word out. <laughs> yeah, that's so what? What? Why would I, that doesn't feel short, really? It's four you letters. Use the letter V. <laughs> it's like the perfect abbreviation. Now I'm the gross one. <laughs> okay, yeah, like the like the letter V is gross. <laughs> I just meant that, like, because you made that point. Now it's like I'm disgusting because of the mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say the word. I the thought we were talking that my about. My mom C- does listen all the way U- through. To one I think of we our, actually did no. use it in another episode, but it was in a we we did. Did we? <laughs> yeah. Um, you did. It wasn't me, but mm, I don't use that word. Not in like a normal <laughs> way. It was saying like somebody else calling women that. Oh, I might have had to. Yeah, I think it was like more of a quotation. <laughs> well, or something. probably what's his face, Chuli, 
<laughs> use that word. <laughs> Don't talk bad about Jolie. I'll never forget watching Atonement for the first time. Oh my god, me either. With my best friend Quentin and Oh my his god, parents. oh my god, oh my god. And just the typewriter of like... And he's like writing... James McAvoy is writing... Um, I almost said Anna Karenina. Um, what is her name? Kira Knightley. <laughs> a letter. <laughs> basically Close. Anna Karenina. Yeah. <laughs> is writing her a letter, basically a sex letter. And he's like, and I miss your sweet... And it's like just furiously yeah. like typing, oh and it's just huge it's the c word. Sweet, yes, hot c word. Hey, horrible. And I was like, oh, I'm almost no. certain that wasn't in Ian McEwan's vision of the novel. I can't. <laughs> maybe it was, but uh, I've never okay. seen the film. The book is beautiful. Okay, though. well, the film is good. And I went. Keira Knightley wears a killer green dress. Yeah, she does. Mm. I went to that movie on a first date in high school. Mistake. Huge mistake. <laughs> Because right in, like, the gross sex scene, he, like, turned to me to make out. I'm like, are you kidding me? You like, mean during the rape? This is so odd. Is there a rape? No. When Benedict, Cumberbatch char- Benedict Cumberbatch's character rapes a little girl. No, 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 not that scene. The oh, Kira okay. Knightley. Oh, say, my God, What's yeah, red flags for days. <laughs> no, 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 the Kira Knightley against the bookcase Oh, scene. The, the little horrible girl witnesses and then ruins everything for? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't remember, but I, like... I remember being horrified when that guy Ryan-y. <laughs> that guy turned to me to like make out. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like you're disgusting. Yeah. Um <laughs> No one should touch anyone else in a movie theater. Agreed. Ever. And then and then he drove me home and was like, So like would you like to be my girlfriend? I'm like <laughs> like dream on. So would it, how, dream on. How about that sex scene, huh? <laughs> really got hot, me going. Hot stuff. Hot stuff. I liked it. That guy had a lot of bumper stickers on his car. So <laughs> anyway, oh I said no, thank you. I mean, there's all that stuff about the war and whatnot, but I you know, that sex scene really got me going. Oh my god! <laughs> I literally wanted to die. Yeah. I'm so glad. I'm I mean, not. imagine the, imagine going to see uh, Jarhead with your mom, which was my situation. <laughs> Have you guys never seen Jarhead? No. It is. Is it a war cool. movie or a sex movie? It's well, it's not a sex movie. It's a war movie. But Jake Gyllenhaal aggressively masturbates. Oh, <laughs> you, like, see it. everything, and that you know, I yeah, it's just. I watched True Blood season two with my mom. I don't know. There are orgies in it. Whenever cool. there are sex scenes, when my family's watching movies. Uh, my dad gets up behind the couch and paces. <laughs> so it's like, it makes it even worse. Or <laughs> Just to keep from making out with or, someone. Or, <laughs> or I'll try to fast forward it, but he does it in like the like slow fast forward mode. So it like, it's like pausing on like different, like, s- <laughs> like every, like, I don't know what's worse to just like get through it or like, or he to always get up and leave. Yeah. Now I feel like I'm too old to do that though. Yeah, like, it's I like feel that way like too. sometimes I'll try to get up and be like, I'm gonna get a popsicle, <laughs> and hum. <laughs> we need to get another piece of pizza while this scene from Game of Thrones plays out. Oh my god, my mom was watching Game of Thrones one time, um, and it was during the um, Jamie Cersei um, r- rape scene over Joffrey's body. Yeah, and oh. my sister and her then boyfriend came home and like. Um, he was like, oh, my God, is your mom watching porn? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, and so yes. they, like, basically <laughs> crawled to, like, so they wouldn't be noticed to sneak in to see what she was oh, watching, and it was that. It so. was Game of Thrones. I will say you can probably 
tell who a person truly is by looking at their face in those situations. You know? <laughs> by who the person who's watching Game of Thrones <laughs> yeah. porn? If you're just, like, sitting there by themselves, you know? It's peaceful. Peace. If it's, like, peaceful, you're like, what is up there? Ramsey Bolton. If they're, if they're looking for somebody to make out with, that probably says something about them, too. Um, or if they're pacing, you know? Everything says something different. Yeah, my friend was watching Game of Thrones for the first time. I had already seen it. And we were watching season one. And you know that sex scene in season one that is arguably the most gratuitous sex scene in the world where Littlefinger is talking to those two sex oh, workers? Yes, and they're yes, fisting yes, each yes, other? Yes, yes, that, yes. Um, yeah. that scene came forward. And I was like, I couldn't stand the idea of like watching it with like the computer on one of my legs and on one of my friends. And so I was like, you know what? The scene is gross and doesn't really move the plot forward in a meaningful way so I think we can just skip it yeah. and so I made her like fast forward through it yeah that is that is the most gross scene I remember Brennan and I watching that, that was on for and a while. Brennan being like are you seeing this <laughs> like what are you what show have you picked us to watch that's like the the corporeal version of the word mashing yes I know yeah, it's that like is that a gross scene. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna advise my mom. You not mash to potatoes to this at all? You, yeah, you mash potatoes. You Weird ass novelist. Genitals. Yeah. Oh my god, guys. <laughs> it's just it's such a terrible image. Yeah. And I mean, he she didn't use it that way. She was like, he mashed his body against hers. That's not which I think like more meant like held her close. But couldn't Aww. he have just said he pulled her closer? I don't know. Gently? I don't know. You know what? Oh, God. I've had enough with this section. Let's get to the end. I mean, in truth, we read just the, like pretty much the same amount as we did in section one, and I feel like so much less happened. Interesting. I guess. I liked this section better. Oh. Am I the only one? Um, I... I think... Yeah, we, I think I did. I don't yeah. know. I liked, I liked some elements a lot. But again, Eddie, I just don't like anything. But he, he was has so much in the first section. That's true. I don't know. Well, that's I, why at first I didn't know if I liked this book because yeah. of his nonsense. Yeah, I, I think for me though, like the diving part, I'm very interested mm. in. It's I'll be more cool. interested when she yeah. does it officially. Yeah. I did like her training for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's ultimately what I'm interested in, guys. Not the, not the dad sex but the the um women in the workplace that's what i'm in it for yeah yeah i don't yeah, yeah they the guy will say this novel sometimes have it heavy heavy handedly um does things with uh that sense of like void and um you know i feel like it, it replicates the experience of the ocean you know oh. that that idea of like vastness and void and distance mm-hmm. and you know in everyday life and in oh, the lives okay. of these characters. I think it does that in a really cool way. Mm-hmm. Um, in particular with that... The uh, sex scene. <laughs> no, but just in particular with um, this, like the the home experience of war you mm-hmm. know, in a foreign yeah. land. Like I feel like all of those things together are discussed pretty interestingly throughout yeah, the novel. Because there's this emptiness because the war is not happening there. And so many right. men are gone. Yeah. But at the same time, there's this kind of mania of, like, we've got to, like, when Mr. Voss calls her right. into his office in the first section that we read, and he was like, are you aware we could lose the war? So maybe yeah. you should be measuring your little bits a little bit faster. 
it's like this it's like this idea of a kind of like projected loss and absence or it's mm-hmm. both a like a literal absence of people being gone you yeah. know but it, but also the idea of a projected absence and loss mm-hmm. and then a kind of like hysteria and mania to fill that void in yep. different ways that i think the the novel does really well with for the most part so i'm curious to see where it goes with that yeah i like it like overall yeah. i like it yeah I- I hope Anna and Dexter never have sex again. I think she probably like has um, has killed that the vibe. For that. Yeah, <laughs> <big> <laughs> like, that's a good point. <laughs> I think I think probably not. Yeah. Although he is still going back to that hut and masturbating there, so Oof. I don't know. Yeah, it's well, gross. Like a murderer. Would. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, going back to the scene of the crime. Yeah. It's gross. Oh, I mean, he is a murderer. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Not on his own. Um, well, he we don't the really murder, know. You are a murderer. I know, but like yeah. not in really. the eyes of the law. In the eyes of the law, but not in the eyes of me. It's not as bad wow. to you. No. See, it's what less bad to me if you're the contract killer. Okay, I get it, but I mean, I guess like the person who ordered the crime. I guess is the one like who wants it done. like, but though. Okay, let me defend myself here. Okay, let me, before you do that, let me put two words in your head. Charles Manson. Okay, okay, okay. But I guess, I guess, I just, I find, like, mob killings and stuff, like, pretty boring. And, like, that just seems like business to me. Whereas, like, if he was actually, like, going out and killing people, Mm -hmm. I would be probably more interested in him. All right. (laughs) So. Like, like yeah, he's not Brendan. <laughs> he's not like he's not a psychopath. Like no. Charles Manson definitely is. Oh, Charles Manson first of all knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. If and he is oh sorry. Second of all was a lunatic. Yeah. Have you been listening to Young Charlie that podcast? No. Oh, you should check that out. Oh. You'll like it. It talks well, something th- about me. I love everything about the Manson murders. Not that they happened, but it's give them to me every crimes. day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Quentin Tarantino is making a Charles Manson film mm. to be released 2019, apparently on the 50th anniversary of the Sharon Tate murders. In- so that's a little controversy. insensitive. <laughs> yeah. um, Typical Quentin Tarantino, just doing right. whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> Probably I mean, still going to he... find a way to put the N-word in the film somehow. <laughs> that guy um, also loves blood. So like yeah. they write with blood on the walls and stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah, they write pig on the walls and everything else. Yeah. Helter Skelter. Death to pigs. Yeah. Um, but enough of that. Anyway, I I think that I think killing is bad no matter what. Like okay. I like you know. To I, be clear, I, I, when we talked about it, when we talked about Snoop Dogg, I said like he probably ordered the hit, and yeah. so he should be held responsible. Mm-hmm. But so. I, and I think people should be arrested and blah 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 blah. <laughs> but I guess I just like. I don't find Dexter all that interesting, and I think I would mm-hmm. find him more interesting if he was a serial killer. Okay. So. I mean, as would we all. Right. So, um, to recap, on the Queen Bee Book Club podcast, our official standings about crimes are, we are against murder. Yep. And. and unless, unless, <laughs> unless, can I say unless? Yeah. Yeah. It leads to paranormal Ouija board sex. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? No. Okay. Only Tyler. (laughs) That's that's a Tyler thing. Tyler's going to go home and write his fan fiction. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be... A Manhattan Beach fan fiction. The only one. The only character in it is Tabby. (laughs) (laughs) 
Abby took out her Ouija board one evening. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. You should Kindle Fire that up. I'll Kindle Fire that up. <laughs> um, but sorry, uh, we're medium standing on, on crime. We, yeah. We're medium on drugs. Um, we don't think it's a big deal if others use them as long as they're not like the big three. We also your would, meth, your heroin, your crack. We also mm-hmm. don't like. I don't. I don't care if drug dealers are in prison forever. I would way rather have murderers and rapists be. In oh, prison I thought forever. you meant like you don't. They could be in prison. You don't care. No, no, no. I mean like opposite. Like the opposite. Like yes. I, I wish that we weren't like clogging our jails with them, and so right. we keep letting yeah, out rapists yeah. early. Yeah. So. Also, Brock Turner trying to get a new trial. Are you are you fucking kidding me? Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, and then all fall men. in a hole and die. But this, you know, this would take us into the larger issues of systemic racism and the, you know, fault of our society. Yeah. So maybe we should. So maybe we should just wrap it up. Really all right. Anyway, dive into that. <laughs> so don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah. Do that. Um, yeah. Please say us. that you like me. Yeah. I, yeah, we, yeah. We, I know we I'm got, just a we guest. We had a review. But, oh? We had I mean, a, not a review. We had like someone, someone comment. Commented. Someone commented on the Instagram. Oh, um, my God. Thank you so much. Said, my mom, I like the new guy. My mom's friend Val said I like oh, the new guy. Yeah. Thank you so much, Val, if you're listening. Oh, my heart goes out to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. I'm glad people weren't like, oh, never again bring that guy. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry for what I said in this episode. It was uh, pretty sex heavy, but... You know, so was the book. So, it's not what can you do? Well, <laughs> <laughs> there was one. But it is scene. what we fixated on. It is what we fixated on. It upset on. us. Right. It is upsetting. All right. Well. Um, anyway, love you guys. Follow us on our social medias: Queen Bee Book Club. Comment, like, do that. Engage. That stuff. Yeah. yeah. Tag us and yeah. stuff. Um, and us. we will email be, us. Yeah, and we'll be finishing Manhattan Beach next week. So yeah. tune in for that. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.